Last year, we launched our course, The Data-Driven Classroom, and had hundreds of educators and clinicians take this course with consistently amazing feedback. I heard from so many teachers how this course really changed the way they approach data, how they were able to set up simple data systems, train their paras, and be collecting data to make data-based decisions within days of finishing the course. That feedback made me so happy. Now that course has been closed and unavailable since last year, but guess what? We are reopening the course, the data-based classroom, and I want you to be one of the first ones in. If data is something you have been struggling with for years, let's work on this together. Let me give you all of the tools to make this something that can consistently happen in your classroom. And guess what? Since you are a podcast listener, and I absolutely love my podcast listeners, I have an awesome code for you. When you use the code DATA100, you're going to get $100 off of the course bundle. Now, this code is only going to be usable until March 20th. So you only have one week to use this code, but Data 100 will get you $100 off of that course bundle. So that means for less than $200, you are getting the amazing data toolkit with literally hundreds of data sheets, all editable. And don't worry, I teach you how to edit it. And that entire data-driven course that touches on academic data, behavior data, staff training, and so much more. There's a link in the show notes with all of the information. Let's make this year the year that data really works. Hi, I'm Sasha Long, special ed teacher and board certified behavior analyst. Welcome to the Autism Helper Podcast. I'm here to explore different strategies to improve the lives of individuals with autism. Welcome back to the Autism Helper Podcast. We are continuing on with our summer series on hot takes where I am sharing some fun or unexpected opinions related to special ed. So today really focuses on self-contained functional life skills classrooms and how that instructional setup works. So my opinion here and those of you that work in these classrooms are going to be like, duh, Sasha, of course, we all agree with this, but you never know. Sometimes I walk into classrooms and it's being done very differently. With those types of classrooms where students are at very different skill levels, I recommend minimal whole group instruction and mostly small group instruction. The reason this is, is that when students are all at different skill levels, we want to provide instruction that's appropriate and at their level. And if you have students that are reading on a first grade level and a third grade level, having whole group instruction is going to be really challenging. And when we plan whole group instruction for a super diverse group of skills, we tend to shoot in the middle, right? Something that'll kind of be good for everyone. Well, for half the group, it's going to be way too hard and inaccessible. And for half the group, it's going to be way too easy and boring, right? So you're losing engagement from a big percentage of your group here. Instead, we want to focus on small group instruction where we can group learners with similar goals and provide instruction at that level. I want you to be efficient here. The goal isn't the most amount of minutes in front of the teacher. It's the most amount of minutes in front of the teacher with instruction that is appropriate. I would much rather have 15 minutes of on-level 
skill appropriate instruction than 45 minutes of instruction that is not appropriate or at their level. And you might think, well, 45 minutes, that's way more. Yeah, but 15 minutes, you're going to get more done. The reason that small group instruction is also really helpful is that not only get to focus on those skills more readily, but you're going to identify weaknesses, skill deficits, other challenges more readily as well. When students are struggling with a consistent, you know, let's say vowel pattern, you're going to notice that when you have a small group versus if you're teaching whole group. And if you're coming especially from a gen ed setting to a special ed setting, I think this is a big shift in the way we structure our classroom that most instructional minutes are going to be in that small group setup. You may do whole group for introducing a theme. You may do whole group for some recreation, leisure, social skills, things like that. But your heavy hitting academics, your language arts, math, science, social studies goals should all be done small group because you want that focused, individualized instruction that is truly appropriate for their skill levels. You will not be able to meaningfully meet those IEP goals in whole group instruction because you're going to be jumping between so many different skill levels. The students are not going to be focused on what that goal is. So let's go over some tips for running small groups. When I have a whole episode on this, I'm going to link in the show notes. Some tips for running small groups. I want you to group students with similar goals, similar reading levels, similar IEP goals. But I also want you to consider a few other things. First off, consider behavior. If you have students that really struggle with certain high needs behaviors and then students that maybe have those behaviors as a trigger. Like for example, one student makes very frequent high magnitude loud noises like screaming. The other student hates loud noises. Don't put them in the same group. Even if they are perfectly at the same level, just don't do it. It's going to be hard all the time. Consider behavior. If you have students with high need behaviors that you're going to have to intervene quite frequently that have behavior plans, students that have aggression, self-injury, eloping, Think very carefully about who they're paired with because whoever else is in that group should be students that can readily engage in independent work because if that student elopes or is having a hard day and is engaging in aggression and you need to intervene, what are those three other students in that group going to be doing? You should be able to grab a bin of puzzles and say, you guys do puzzles and walk away and know that those kids are going to be okay because you know what's worse than one crisis, two different crises. So We want to really think critically about who those students are grouped with. So you want to consider behavior. You want to consider scheduling. And that kind of comes into account what grades students are in because grades will impact their schedule because third graders might go to lunch at a different time than fourth graders or specials if there's inclusion activities. So if third grade, if a third grader and fourth grader have similar goals, but you want to schedule guided reading groups at a time when the fourth grader will be gone twice a week for their science group or their art class with their grade level, then that's not going to be a great fit. So consider behavior, consider schedules, which really focuses on considering grades as well. Once you have those small groups established, you want to set up regular rotations, moving between different centers or stations in the same order every day. And then you need a schedule to communicate that. You need a schedule to communicate that to your students and to your staff. Your paraprofessionals should be running stations and centers as well. That's coming up in our next episode. More on that. So students will rotate between centers. The schedule will tell them where to go. And then at each center, different instructional goals will be worked on at that specific level. So in these highly differentiated rooms, in our self-contained life skills rooms, but also in resource rooms where there's a big span of skill sets, 
focus on small group instruction over whole group instruction. Thanks for listening to the Autism Helper podcast. If you liked what you heard and want to hear more, hit subscribe. It would mean a lot to me if you left some feedback. Whether I'm working one-on-one with a student, doing a podcast like this one, or presenting for a PD, my goal is always to provide as much value as I can. So your feedback really helps me make sure I'm doing just that. If you have other topics you'd like me to cover, leave in the feedback or message me on social media. You can follow me at The Autism Helper on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Pinterest, or visit my website, theautismhelper.com. Thanks again for listening. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.